Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, I think, actually, let me look. Yeah, I'm joined here uh, with Wally and uh, Mr. Mystery. All right. So, as promised, some of you were here yesterday, uh, and we had a little bit of a pre, we'll say pre-gaming, uh, to talk about some of the things we're going to bring up today. Uh, but this is a talk about, really, a new opportunity that has come uh, to us here at Y-Axis. Uh, but, you know, to kind of preface it, uh, I do want to first acknowledge all of the great feedback, the ideas, the other commentary uh, that we've received from you over the past few weeks. We uh, we really do understand how you feel, why you feel that way, because we're investors too. Uh, you know, I'm fully invested, locked up for a year in the protocol, and I know between the market conditions and, and what's been going on with Y-axis, you know, overall it's, it can be stressful sometimes, uh, you know, without a doubt. And uh, this this has been a big topic for us, which is you know, hey, what are we what are we going to do next? What are we going to do to bring value to the project? What are we going to do to, you know, kind of turn the tide? And uh, you know, is it is it is it something along the lines of what we're doing now, or is it maybe there a more significant pivot, you know, in our future? And uh, in discussing this along the way, uh, another project did approach us with an opportunity. Uh, that we're going to talk about today. And I think, Mr., maybe this is where I'll hand it off to you. Rolling up of all these different challenges that have uh, presented us with, you know, a limited set of options, a limited set of um, things that we can do to uh, move forward. So really, this is your Herd 37. And the reason we call this the catalyst event is because that is what we need, right? Regardless of how we proceed and how we, you know, do a, you know, token swap or a secondary token, addressing emissions, addressing um, the tokenomics to, you know, try to incentivize Against, uh, against people dumping rewards, right? All these different things uh, are, are really on the table. But at the end of the day, what we do need is some sort of strong justification, right? Really a catalyst event, something that will renew interest. It will get the excitement going and really rev up not just you guys, right? The community, all all everybody on this call and everybody in the discord and telegram, right. That are following us, everybody that's holding the axis. We want to make sure that we are coming out of the gate strong, right? We do not want to go into any sort of swap or secondary issuance of tokens on kind of a back foot, right? We don't want to just come out and say, Oh, here it is. And you know, it's, it's what we need to do, right? It's what is, what is not just what we want to do, what we should do, but what is going to be that big, you know, new vision, right? That that generates all this momentum for us. And in in doing that, you know, I think um, for the folks that were on the call yesterday, you know, you'll 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 remember how we spoke to kind of um, this new opportunity uh presented to us this merger opportunity presented to us and we spoke to it a little bit vaguely but we do want to give everybody um a bit more detail as to what that really means 
right? So let's just cut to the chase. Um, we're, what we're looking at is essentially a token swap, and we do need to address our um, emissions runway. We do need to address you know, the liquidity available to us. And regardless, you know, what that looks like at this point is a big opportunity for us to partner up and merge into uh, a new project, right? And that new project will give us the ability to turn Y-axis into that really that behemoth of a project that does finally realize that vision of making DeFi easy, but also making it accessible. And really, that's what we've been trying to do with our Avalanche launch, right? Make, uh, getting on uh, a cheaper, uh, faster blockchain to reduce the friction and the barriers to entry, um, trying to get that retail user, right? Get that retail adoption. Um, and that's what we have now. We have this opportunity to come out of the gate with this token swap really strong, right? And what that opportunity is, is for us to merge with a project called Numismi, okay? That is the merger opportunity on the table right now. And before I get into kind of how this new world is going to look for us, I was thinking, you know, MISOM has been a, a great asset to the team as a DAO council member, right? He's also got this, uh, he's just launched this new project. And this new project called Numismi is, you know, the vision there is just grand. And with, with our combined forces, it can be even grander. But before I continue, I want to see... Misam, did you want to kind of tee up what the, you know, how Numisby came to be, what the vision is, and, you know, just some thoughts from you, sir? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, loud and clear. Fantastic. Yeah, um, uh, some of you guys already know this. Uh, the original uh, vision here was, and this probably happens to everybody uh, out there, is like, um, uh, you know, when we go to a gas station or a Walgreens, um, and if we pay something with a credit card, we get our receipt, we leave. But, you know, sometimes we also have cash. Maybe we got it from like a birthday or something. The cash is not like, it's not like it's not there, even if we try to use more, more plastic as we're growing in America. But still, cash still exists very much. Um, quite a bit. Um, uh, so whenever you go and make a payment on cash, what I used to hate about that was that when you would get your change back from that transaction, um, it'd be like, you know, 88 cents and, uh, you know, maybe it's five, 10, 20 bucks with, and then maybe you can put the cash in your wallet. Then what do you do with that 88 cents? Uh, do you, uh, put it in your car? Uh, do you leave it with the cash uh, register over there because you don't need it? Or does it just kind of get lost around in the environment? Because it's, it's, it's becoming more and more extinct, the use case for actual physical change. Um, uh, a lot of uh, companies like are now already accepting and starting saying exact change only, or there's a coin shortage, etc. We can't even buy air. We, I used to could be able to get uh, um, you know take the car and get some air that too now is on a credit card so um the the, the idea popped at that moment back in the day was hey would it, how, wouldn't it be awesome that i could just 
tell them that hey you know how you just get a refund um on your um, exchange or, or or on your on a return or something and it goes straight back to your bank how cool it would it be if right at the register i could say hey don't hand me this physical cash or this change can you just send it to my bank and they say uh, sure. Uh, so then that idea kind of developed into like, hey, do we have something here um, that if what if there's an app that someone could go in and say, hey, no miss me, uh, meaning um, uh, you know, how we say cash app me like, you know, no miss me, meaning that uh, uh, that the uh, you, you'd scan your barcode on your app on the take the scanner gun or just, you know, bring your phone close to it. Um, and so then the, the, the your app would be registered by the mer merchant and they would electronically send you your change back. So now all of a sudden you don't have to carry those 88 cents and they don't have to get lost to the environment. Nothing is ever lost of your net value. It costs about three pennies to make one penny. That's just stupid mathematics there of what the government is spending to keep something alive that really doesn't have any value to continue to exist. The material cost alone is more expensive than the actual value of it. So the environmental issues uh, involved in it where all of this. So there's so many other aspects of this, but just keeping it on that simple side um, from the end user. When we looked into it a little bit more, it was really cool that, you know, I don't have to cash carry cash and, and, or, uh, uh, or get my change back in cash. You can also have a hybrid set up in there where you could technically say that, hey, give me the 20 bucks physically and that 88 cents send it back electronically. Um, ideally, however, uh, uh, that could be a habit building uh, platform, but ideally it needs to get to still a point where that is also turned off um, um, in the sense that uh, the savings for big box stores, uh, when we looked into that research, were just tremendous. Billions of dollars were being shown to be saved by Walmart because that's the amount of money that they spent um, uh, uh, in, in cash management, a ridiculous amount every month, and then of course add that up in a year. Uh, and that cash management means paying for cashiers, uh, shift changes, counting that money, buying all of these nickel rolled nickels and quarters and dollar bills so that the cash register can be maintained, uh, having securities like Brink take this money up, take it back, theft, uh, the time uh, that takes to do a shift change and counting all that, all gone. Ideally, uh, 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 you'd simply go up to a machine uh, uh, and you would put your $100 into the machine and then the machine would take your money, say your uh, groceries are $50 and certain change, and then it'll pop back up and say your change is $49.88. And then it will just be a number that pops up electronically on the machine. You take out your phone, you scan your barcode, your money's in your app, you walk out. All right, so not, no cash was needed to be handed. And the savings on the um, on the big box stores is that they become technically cashless. And But with a caveat here is that it's not like our current situation where they're saying we only take debit credit cards. That's a trend that's happening. No cash uh, or exact change only, things like that. So we're not inconveniencing anyone. The big box store can take all the cash in the world all day long is just continuing to get stored in there, but it has to not be managed directly on the outside because there's nothing to give back on the cash end. So uh, a tremendous shift uh, in an evolution of where, where tech was already headed because we are already getting all of everything in an electronic format. Uh, so cash was eventually going to find its way into digitization. Uh, unfortunately, of course, uh, uh, 
if you have China Chinese environments where you have government control on it, that can be a risky situation. So therefore, we need people like maybe Nuvis Me on first to market on this, uh, uh, so that 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 this can be not a private event, and 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 uh, and DAOs and uh, other systems can come into play, um, uh, or private companies where where this digitization is happening in a manner that uh, that that it, you know it's not like China that. Um, Uncle Sam has all knowledge of everything, um, and, and that won't fly anywhere in our community. But one pivot that I wanted to also add to that thought is that uh, when we came, when when I came up with that idea, the first thing we had to do was we wanted to say, okay, well, this is a great idea. No one else has thought of it. Let's get it patented. So we did that first. So now, if someone wants to do, uh, we go to any big box store and they say, oh, well, God, th we love this, and all is it it is is just a tweak to our POS system and just a way of doing something different in a technical way, a few uh, changes and a few uh, movements here and there, and then we can start doing that on our own. Uh, but we have the patent. So we came up with the idea. So you'd have to license through us. Um, um, so um, we wanted to get that side out of the way first. We also wanted to get a uh, tokenomics aspect of it uh, going where uh, we had a crypto version to it. So it's basically a, a two-pronged vision over there where you've got the real life uh, setup where uh, you are genuinely out there and converting uh, physical cash at the retailer at the point of sale location where all business really happens uh, and uh, creating an environment of uh, uh, digitizing the technically speaking the cash from physical to electronic money now that when it's electronic money it doesn't mean that it turned into a crypto coin no it's just an ACH right back into your app immediately so you just have it there from your app we would give you uh, a customer three options. They can send the money back to their connected bank account. But you can leave it in the app, especially for those clients that don't have a bank. Um, uh, and use the app kind of like Cash App to do their uh, new buying and purchasing with their debit card in built in the app. Uh, um, so they can still use it in app. They can add, keep add, accruing their chain in there. And then we are going to emphasize about uh, the crypto element of it and the only coin that they can buy from our app uh, is is going to be the Noom coin, period, which Noom is me, uh, the coin, the crypto coin on it is the Noom side. So um, uh, the the uh, uh, and a little bit more on these technicalities, I'll eventually pivot back to Mr. Mister on on the deeper details of it. But the point, the the surfaced aspect of it is is that the that the client will be able to purchase that token and uh, right from that we that we we already have their cash managed in the app, and so it's a swap right into the. E, uh, into the into the blockchain, and now they have a token, uh, and the app already has an inbuilt um, uh, wallet, um, non-custodial. So they can then from there use the inbuilt DEX to swap it into ETH if they wanted to. Ideally, they want to hold, and that's where the hold mechanism will offer them uh, DeFi platforms like staking and uh, all the other um, colors that come with it. Um, uh, so. Point being, we will try to incentivize that they want to hold. Uh, and uh, even if they didn't want to, they can absolutely, there's no control, um, uh, swap into any other coin that they want to. Uh, but the key victory here, uh, the vision was one adoption into crypto at a POS location where it really is all happening from physical crash, which I think there's 
a circulating amount of about four trillion physical cash at any time. How wonderful! No one's tapped that market if that can start flowing in and be become electronic, making it convenient for it, and we guide them right into crypto. Uh, and once they get, and the only way they can get in is the noon coin. And then now the other aspect, the bypass here. Um, like China, for example, it can come in and, you know, countries can come in and say no more crypto, no more Bitcoin, we're banning it all up. When they do that, the, they can't really enforce a complete ban on crypto. But what they can enforce is tell centralized banking environments that they cannot work with centralized exchanges. Now, how are you going to get your crypto? So it makes it really difficult. But through this app, you've ended up really creating a bypass for all of that. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, the billionaires will be able to bypass it. No, but the average person will simply be able to purchase something and get their change back in, in, and continue to add that money up in their app. And if they wanted to get into crypto, they don't need to have a bank that is then connected to a Coinbase and then make a purchase, fund the Coinbase and make a purchase and then wait a week until they can take it back out into their private wallet. No, you immediately jumped into uh, the purchase and you're already in your uh, uh, your payment was swapped and you're already got the coin and now you can turn it into ETH if you like, keep it where you want to or, or do any other compatible coin. So it's a complete bypass of centralized systems uh, and um, technically of any government trying to say that this is going to get banned. Um, so uh, th that's the vision here. Uh, uh, there may be some technicalities and we'll, we'll make sure that we work those out as we go. But um, so that that brings th th that was where the vision was that, OK, uh, a, 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 a com combination where you've created a situation where you are, are bringing the DeFi banking environment to the average person on the one end and you're generating revenue ridiculously because you have a real life value where you're collecting and bringing in a, a source uh, directly from uh, the POS point of sale locations. You merge that and we do this right. We've, we've basically solved uh, both ends of the puzzle and uh, created um, um, an ecosystem that, uh, that, that can continue to generate fantastic revenue and give life uh, to both sides and they interoperate into each other. Uh, from that aspect of it, so basically that's um, the, the the more so the the vision over here is is uh, use that tech, uh, get into big box stores. We're working on all that. Um, uh, all other things are in development. We have the patent as discussed, uh, and uh, and then also when they get into the coin, as we dr drive them in, we're not letting any other coin in. It's just the noom coin that they can go into. So, but when they these masses bring come in and they go into the coin, then giving them a utility to that coin so it can do something with it. That's the vision. Uh, I may have left some parts out, and we can circle back to those things. But back to you, Mister Mister. <clears throat> Thanks, uh, Misam. Yeah, that's, you, you know, that that vision is really grand, right? And I think to to just kind of like hammer home that point, it's that true retail adoption that we're looking at, right? And what better way to go after retail than to actually integrate into retail point of sale? Right. These are the average people. Right. These are the kinds of users that we're looking to onboard into crypto, uh, into DeFi, really. Right. In order to allow folks to 
you know, let's let's leave the banking narrative aside for a second, but to le- to allow folks to truly be sovereign on, the, uh, on their own wealth, to really give them access to financial products that they may not have had access to before. Maybe it's because they're unbanked, right? There's a vast majority, there's a vast number of uh, Americans, let alone folks around the globe that do not have access to banking services, right? And that, that uh, right there freezes them out of being able to onboard into crypto, being able to use DeFi, use decentralized finance services. And I think that is really powerful there, right? Because, you know, when we think about what Y-axis has been, like, like I said before, what we've been trying to do is to get that, get that, you know, being able to realize that vision that we've been, you know, talking about this entire time, which is making DeFi easy. It's making it accessible, right? Going after the retail user. And now uh, we we find ourselves in a place where Y-Axis does have the tech. We have the IP, right? We have the infrastructure that essentially provides pretty much, uh, you know, at, at least at a high level, um, a, the majority of the different types of products that you see within the DeFi ecosystem, right? So we, our IP, our tech, uh, there's true value there, right? And that value is in being able to uh, bring these services to the unbanked, to the folks that have uh, been, you know, hesitant to uh, hop in because maybe it's too confusing, right? The words that are, <clears throat> the words that are being used are, the concepts that are being, you know, used are really not for the average Joe, right? And that, I think, is why this opportunity for us to be able to leverage our tech, leverage our IP, the learnings that we've gotten along the way, right? The experience that the team has within the DeFi ecosystem, um, being able to leverage all that value and really almost overnight be able to uh, uh, onboard retail users through uh, Numismi's uh, core IP, right? Which I should mention um, is backed by a patent, right, Misam? Um, we have, you know, the the opportunity now here to become this larger project, an even grander vision, right? As big as Misam's vision is, and as big as Y-Axis's vision has been, which it truly is a big vision, we're talking about making it even bigger, right? And we're talking about positioning ourselves as this not just a one-stop shop for DeFi where you can, you know, take advantage of yield services, where you can, you know, uh, you know, have self-repaying loans through our borrow product, um, being able to uh, go after multiple different chains, right? Um, having, having the ability to uh, dynamically control our emissions, to control, dynamically control our buybacks, right? Being able to potentially ward users in non-native token. All, all of that, represents this new entity potentially that can become this gateway to DeFi, right? This this gateway for the retail user to come in and really start to do everything that, you know, 
the DeFi DGENs, right? The DeFi natives, I should say, rather, um, have have been playing around with, but in a simpler way, right? And so, you know, what we're talking about here is essentially um, token swapping uh, the Yaxis token into the Numisme token, which is called Num, N-U-M-E, right? And that right there, that that immediately gives us a catalyst event. We have this grand vision. We have this ability to become this gateway to DeFi for the average user. And everything we've been doing so far still applies, right? The way we control our yield, right? Or the way we generate yield, the way we control our uh, inflation and the way we look at how and uh, the kinds of strategies, how we generate this yield, the kinds of strategies that we deploy. Right. And, and so, um, you know, all that to say what we're looking to do is uh, basically merge and rebrand Y-axis as Numismi. And like I said before, you know, almost overnight become this this gateway to DeFi. And just kind of like to quickly cover off on a you know, few uh, technical points here, you know, there have been a lot of learnings, first of all, right, that we've 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 gathered along the way, right, whether it's on purpose or not on purpose, there's been a lot of learning happening, right. And through that learning, you know, the things that we're looking to do is make sure that we do have the ability to generate the revenue that gives us not just a runway, but also gives us the ability to make some of these core tokenomics changes. So to go back to the technical points, right? The Noom token is a reflection token, right? And what that means is there's there's kind of a tax on every uh, uh, on every transaction on the Noom token, and that amounts right now to nine percent. Okay, and what that allows us to do is just by the user holding the Noom token, we can send 6% of all transactions distributed right back to Noom holders in the form of Noom, right? And that right there is a powerful reason to not sell the rewards, not sell the token and to hold, because just by holding, even if you don't interact with the DeFi side, you're you're increasing your wealth, right? You're increasing your bag. And, but then, you know, there's another 3% tax uh, uh, remaining, right? And the way that's divided up is 1% of that, of all transactions, 1% gets uh, split up and put into the Noom LP on Uniswap. And those LP tokens then get burned. So that is permanent forever liquidity that won't ever go away, right? And that 1% that goes into the LP not only secures our future, makes sure that we don't have to rent our liquidity by putting out um, oversized emissions, uh, it, it, it also represents a, an organic buyback, right? Because you have to acquire the new token with that 1% in order to pair it up with the ETH to go into the LP. So that right there has multiple benefits. And then there's another 1% that goes into the dev fund, the development fund. And that it comes to us in the form of ETH. And that will be able to fund all those different changes that we're talking about, right? In order uh, all, to, to, to mitigate uh, 
inflation, to mitigate uh, emissions dumping, rewards dumping, right? And to build uh, a new uh, platform that incentivizes in non-native token, which is to say, rather than, you know, rewarding folks with just, you know, Yaxis or Noom, reward them in a different asset altogether, be it a stable coin, be it ETH, right? Um, that's still kind of, um, you know, there's no, there's no really, uh, we're not leaning in one direction or another, but it's great to have those options, right? And then finally, the 1%, the remaining 1% goes into a marketing fund. And that's also been a challenge for us, right? Because getting that awareness, generating the hype, generating the, getting, capturing all those eyeballs that we need uh, to drive adoption um, and drive engagement, uh, that 1% that goes into the marketing fund is is always going to be sitting there waiting for us to, you know, activate when the time is right, right? And that gives us the ability to finally go after, you know, the bigger marketing plans that we've had this entire time, but haven't really been able to realize that scale because paid marketing is not cheap, right? And so we've we've tried to navigate that recently by paring down, you know, kind of thinning out our marketing budget and trying to do a bare minimum marketing activation that was hopefully going to be amplified um, by the community. Um, the challenge we've seen there is we just do not have the momentum on the brand at this point. We don't have the um, widespread community that's able to really amplify the message and get even more eyeballs on all the marketing activities that we've been doing. So that that to me really represents a new a new opportunity, a chance to finally do things the way we've been hoping to do them this whole time. Of course, you know, limited by cap capital is is kind of a big deal, right? Um, so, you know, what that might look like in the future is we go after, we, we execute on our marketing plans that we've had, these big, big activations that do actually come with some serious dollar signs, right? But also because we're now talking to retail, right? We're talking to the average user and we're looking to get in front of folks that may not even know what DeFi is and barely, maybe barely know what crypto is, right? But there is, they have that interest because they've heard of it. Now we have an opportunity to turn on some more traditional marketing, right? There's the crypto DeFi marketing, which is very different, right? There are some really similarities between traditional marketing and, and crypto marketing, but at, at, at the on traditional marketing is that uh, that is the world that a lot of us come from and we know that world really well right so yeah so anyway so that that's a little bit of um, technical uh, some of the technical points of how the new token works and really you know to cover off on what that larger entity might look like how we become this retail focused gateway to DeFi, it could look something like this, right? We are uh, revamp, we're looking to revamp the y-axis uh, user experience and certainly the, the front end of the app, right? We're looking to 
completely uh, we're looking to reduce the number of clicks. We're looking to change the way we talk about our products, right? Um, you know, with all that def the DeFi concepts of, of vaults and yield and, you know, emissions, and then you get into gauges and voting escrow and curve inspired this and that. And hey, by the way, you know, all of this comes with a baseline a requirement for a baseline understanding of finance, right? We want to we want to make it a little simpler or a lot simpler, really, right? To to allow a user to really interact with us with language that they're more familiar with, right? Where you can save in a product and maybe it's an, it, we reduce the number of options, right? And we kind of really just focus on maybe a, a vault that is able to take that is a stables vault that is able to take in multiple kinds of stables right and then we pair that up with a uh, a staking or a locking product that will give people an incentive to lock up their rewards right rather than sell them um and maybe what that might also look like is you know, the new version of our vault, which would be kind of the savings product, uh, would potentially be rewarded and, you know, uh, yield is boosted in the form of the Noom token, right? But then offer a product, the staking, locking, the, 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 the incentive product to get to, to prevent folks from selling those emissions, from selling the rewards they get from the vault, um, put them when they put them into the staking product, they could be rewarded in non-native token, right? So now we have this incentive system that says, hey, look, you can earn your yield, you can grow, you can save your wealth, your capital through our savings product, and you'll get Noom token for that. But hey, what do you want to do with that Noom token? You should definitely be holding it because you get that 6% growth, right? Uh, just by the fact that it has the reflection on it. Uh, but hey, why would you sell it at that point? You lose that 6% growth opportunity and you are only going to be able to realize that uh, the value of that token at one moment in time with no, you, you, you give up your exposure to upside on the token. Right. So why not give them the ability to go lock it up or stake it into another product that emits that rewards in non-native token like ETH or stablecoin? And all of a sudden that calculus right in folks heads are are hopefully going to be changed a little bit. It's like, oh, sure. OK, I could sell this token here that I got as rewards and realize that right now in a moment of time or I can go stake that. And I can continuously earn ETH or stablecoin, which represents a passive income stream, right? And so that's one way that we could really, you know, um, integrate that learning of uh, one of the challenges we've been facing from a tokenomic standpoint, which is just seeing all the rewards get sold off, right? Um, we want to provide folks a real, the, a real incentive to want to do something else with the token, right? To want to generate passive income in the form of ETH or stablecoin, and and, and so when you when you marry the, that side, uh, the the new y-axis potentially become new as me. When you when you take the new world of y-axis and connect it up with what essentially. 
the Noom token represents, the Noom is me IP represents as a retail onboarding channel, right? For um, that, that has a real world utility. All of a sudden, you have a complete picture of this complete ecosystem that allows folks to not only onboard without having to go through an intermediary, um, but also then use their what essentially amounts to, you know, cash that maybe that they may have lost the loose change. They may not have even considered as part of, you know, their budget. It's it's almost like this. It's not free money, but it can almost be looked at as free money, right, from kind of a psychological standpoint where they're now able to go and play with it we're going and able to explore and learn and, and see what's possible in the decentralized finance world and, and and that i think is is really powerful because if you look at the DeFi space there this is a pretty unique value proposition right everybody's always us included right everybody's always looking to increase or add additional utility onto their core tokenomics but really, nobody has real-world utility, right? This real-world touch point where you can uh, onboard fiat, where you can uh, actually use the token in the real world, right? And and we are starting to see folks get, you know, we are starting to see projects that are trying to crack that nut. I mean, you know, you have MakerDAO recently um, being the uh, 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 partnering up with Tesla, Right to give them loans, um, you know that I think I think it's a small use case. It's a really small test pilot, uh, pilot test right now, but it's um, I think that really speaks to how um, some of the players in the DeFi space are looking to make that jump over into the real world, get that real world utility, get that those real world use cases, right? And so you know I, I've been talking a lot now. But basically, I'll just wrap all that up by saying, you know, we're we're really excited for the potential to not just add that utility, integrate the learnings that we've gotten along the way, and, but really be able to realize that vision of going after true retail users, being able to uh, deliver a product that is truly accessible and that does cater to the average user the average joe walking down the street right and so yeah i'm really excited for this opportunity and i think you know thank you misan for being on the call and kind of explaining your vision i think you know that that's definitely part of what really um caught my attention um but at the end of the day right we are a DAO, and what that means is this is a proposal at this point right something is going to need to happen Right. That that goes without saying. But, you know, one of those options on the table is this fantastic opportunity. And with that, um, Pep, do we do we maybe want to go on to questions or maybe do you do you think I've explained this well? Do you have any questions? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think I'm impressed. You guys sat through all of uh, all of that. There's a lot of information to take in. And I imagine uh you know, some of it may not make sense until you get a chance to sit down and read it. We we do have a draft uh, uh, forum post for discourse ready to go. We're just finalizing a few uh, a few of the harder numbers in there before we do that. Uh, yes. So let's see. We do a few questions. Uh, first one's going to be uh, let's see. 
He's really asking about the token swap itself. Uh, so from W time, what would the token swap be if I own 1% of the supply? Uh, how much percent of Noom would that be? I don't know. Are we ready to drop hard numbers or is that going to come out in the, the post? Yeah, let's save that for the forum post. I think it's that's a it's a better forum, but mm-hmm. it, it, no pun intended. <laughs> it's a better forum to discuss these kinds of things than really um, here. Uh, but we we do have a focus on making sure that Y axis holders, the axis holders, that you are taken care of, right? And I can't give you hard numbers right now, um, but those will be coming soon. Hopefully, hopefully that's enough to just you know buy us a little time with you there, W time. Well, he owns one percent of the supply, so you know. And that's what I got out of that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, Bob. Uh, so Bob Sacramento, he had a few questions, uh, and some of these I think we'll probably also wait for the for the forum post. Not because we're, we're we don't want to answer them. Some of these are a little more. Uh, complicated and some of the the numbers were still I think firming up but uh, rewards for vaults will they be switching to the new token so yeah I mean you know will they be that's up to everyone really on this call Um, but what it could be is yes yes the rewards on the vault so there has to be a little bit of an overhaul um, not just on the front end um, but we're going to have to make some contract changes and redeploy, which does come with significant costs. Um, but yes, the plan is if this does uh, get approved, then what we're looking to do is reward the Noom, um, but also be able to reward a non-native token as well, as I was saying, like ETH or stablecoin. All right. Uh, max supply ratio for the new swap. I think those are all going to be in the forum post. Um, is there going to be a snapshot? Uh, yes, yes. There's. I don't, did did we actually do one yet? I don't. What's the answer on that one? Is that if there's going to be a snapshot of holders, lockers, LPs to prevent gaming the merger? Right. So yes, snapshot uh, is um, part of the part of this entire uh, deal. Um, for all anyone needs to know, it may have already been done but we're not going to broadcast when that snapshot has happened or will happen. Okay. Uh, w time just said five bill. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's in reference to. It might've been in reference to something we were talking about. Uh, you could elaborate on that if you want, sir. Uh, Actually, let's touch on that just real quick. It's um, I think he's talking about the total supply of the new token. And we do, we do understand that, you know, looking at that, uh, from uh, an inflation, from a dilution standpoint, um, rest assured, we do have plans. We want to uh, use our plans as marketable moments, right? Being able to promote how we're going to control dilution and how we will address the total supply. Um, we don't want to put that out there just yet, but yeah, maybe uh, that number is a little bit scary, but the plan does would include um, being being really mindful about how we get those tokens into circulation and how we mitigate dilution for not, I mean, Yaxis and Noom holders, right? Because the the, the, the math applies on 
to both, right? If we do merge. Yeah, and if I may say here that, you know, before merge, that was created based on uh, not knowing that there was a merge. So th those those tokenomics will be uh, made correct, um, um, as Mr. Mister was talking about it, or, or whatever it is, the dilution, not my specialty on that side, but uh, we absolutely have a good understanding and idea of what we're going to do about all that. One other thing I wanted to share, guys, um, no one asks this question, so I'm going to share it out anyways. Um, uh, what does NumisMe mean, right? What does it stand for? So I, I'm just going to give it to everybody. Uh, it, the, it's a term that comes from uh, the, the word numismatics. Uh, you guys can Google it, numismatics. And it basically means uh, anything that is dealing in uh, currency, change, coins, etc. So that's where the original name comes from, numismatics. So then we said, okay, what if we just, you know, how you say, hey, cash at me or something, Venmo me. So it'd just be Numis me. So that's my little two cents. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I, I wondered what it meant. I Googled it first time I heard it. I was like, oh, okay. It's like a whole whole subculture related to like coin stuff. <laughs> it's very interesting, actually. Uh, yeah, the, I think it's a really clever name for sure. I may be a little biased, but, you know, I think it's, um, you know, it speaks to kind of the core IP, right? Um, but I think, you know, just to touch off real quick on what Misao mentioned as far as the tokenomics, the really the, the, you know, the DeFi management side of all of this, um, not, not being the expert on his end. Uh, that is also why this merger does, would make sense, right? Because we do, this team does have that experience, does have that insight and that, that understanding, especially based off the learnings we've gathered along the way, um, to, to really come out of the gate with, you know, new tokenomics and a new way of doing things that will address so many of my, you know, I'd maybe go as far as to say, you know, address all of the issues that we've been facing, right, um, over the past year or so. And we have uh, one question from JetRed311, and it looks like Tisk linked them to a comment from RT uh, yesterday, but maybe a chance to elaborate a little bit. Uh, he was asking, what does this mean for the product roadmap? And as far as I know, it doesn't really mean uh, that that the roadmap is notably different for now. I mean, obviously, this would be something we need to talk through with the community uh, and with new Miss Me team as, as we integrate things. But uh, I believe, if anything, it's, it's going to enable us to do the things we had on the roadmap more effectively than before. Would that be an accurate way to describe it? Mystery. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, just to kind of get down into the weeds a little bit for for just to address that question, um, we're we, we have our next milestone, right? The borrow the self repaying loan feature that is really on the cusp of being launched. And we have been, um, you know, looking for the right way to launch it. And actually, this does represent what I believe is the right way to launch it into new momentum, right? Into a catalyst event. And we give, uh, we bring the, that self-repaying loan feature uh, into the new Me world, right? And, but beyond that, right, the immediate term uh, roadmap would include, you know, UI rehaul, 
right? We'd need to do a platform overhaul and, uh, to make things easier. All the things I was talking about before about, you know, using uh, more, more relatable terminology, but also really thinning down um, the number of options and really the number of clicks that are required of any user. Um, there's that in the immediate term. But in the long term, what this merger would uh, represent is the ability to rework the entire roadmap, right? And branch out into things that really, uh, for us, we've been talking about, but haven't really had a clear line of sight on, you know, how to achieve things like, you know, we're talking, we're, we could talk about things like maybe even, you know, bringing um, uh, credit card services online or, or some sort of uh, fiat rail integration through partners, um, being able to uh, integrate with other you know, uh, transaction platforms, right? Uh, maybe, maybe it is a cash app, right? Maybe it is going into block. Um, because again, that patent that is, uh, a, creates basically a moat around Numismi's core IP, um, is really a, a, a competitive advantage. And it is going to protect the project from having folks uh, copy it, but it also is going to protect the project from in, industry incumbents, the big big boys, right? The, the the Venmos and the Cash Apps from just adding on this one um, aspect to it, which is the the that that uh, that change that PO the point of sale terminal integration, um, and it actually opens up a potential new revenue stream down the line where you know those big boys may need to license that tech from us, right? And, you know, I won't get into any of the other stuff because we, you know, the, the, those, it's almost, you know, why would we start building a roadmap before we know, right, that this is even a thing based on the DAO vote, the YIP that, that is forthcoming. Um, but yeah, the roadmap would be delivered as planned in the near term. We would have to do some rework uh, to kind of position ourselves for this new world. Um, but then, looking to, you know, future opportunities to, you know, add additional features and really add more revenue streams into this larger new entity. Oh, good answer. Uh, good answer, mister. So we, we have a few more, a few more comments, a few more questions. Let me see. Yeah, we have a little bit of time here. Yeah, keep them coming. Let's go. Uh, let's see. Go back up. Yeah, when when Binance, when Moon. Uh, I know Misam is aggressive. Well, well, instead of when Moon, uh, Moon rather. How about when Noom? <laughs> that was yeah. a joke. Sorry. <laughs> but as far as you know, centralized exchanges uh, also uh, something that's definitely possible now, right? We the 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 our token supply and our um, capital you know, risk kind of limitations have kind of prevented us from going down that route. But yeah, that is now, that would now back, be back on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, snapshot already happened. I know we talked about that, but just, you know, we won't confirm or deny anything at this point. If, you know, W Time did suggest maybe thinking about doing a snapshot after the announcement, but that's perhaps something to uh, discuss internally, you know, as part of the forum discussion. Uh, let's see the app. Yeah, so there is there is an app. 
I believe it's going to be going into a rehaul. Obviously, we're bringing, you know, we would bring new services, new features, there's things they want to change. Uh, but there is an app. It's actually pretty simple, pretty clean for now. Uh, as far as KYC, like yeah, hmm? the, yeah, the app uh, side of it, that that real world side of everything, right, is um, something that we're really we're really excited for. And I do know that Misam, uh, I, I do believe you you have plans to rehaul that, and I think it's already underway, right? Uh, trying to relaunch that app. Oh, you might be on mute, sir. lost them but the answer is i mean the answer is uh, yes i have heard him talk about that i just don't know any specifics i think he just disappeared. i think we did yeah, <laughs> let's bring it back on stage <laughs> and then uh leveler sorry guys oh hey hey me something. yeah i'm so sorry uh yeah I, I i got off somehow and and then now i'm back but yes the, yes the app uh, already existed um, um, it's all. It was already on um, a Apple and iOS, uh, uh, kind of like in the beta stage in the reference that the app was created. But uh, it, it was uh, um, um, now we've got some new stuff that we're looking at. So we blocked the app from uh, being downloadable right now, um, and uh, we are already in uh, very aggressive, beautiful conversations with some really good developers and everything. So that we can uh, give an uplift, bring it up to date, make some tweaks to it. Um, ideally, if this moves forward, then add the Web3 elements to it. But nonetheless, the Web2 elements also still needed a complete overall. So I would say that we would have, if this moves forward, we should probably have, I don't want to give timelines. I know Mr. Mr. doesn't like that. But, you know, um, a few months and we should have an, uh, um, uh, a back that's downloadable again um, on, on uh, Google Play and uh What's the other one called? App Store. Yeah, and and then Leveler was also asking about KYC to use it. So I don't think you know we are still uh, you know a DeFi. Uh, You're doxed. Yeah, uh, my site is doxed. So uh, as of right now, if this moves forward, then I would imagine it would be like a hybrid situation where we have several team members that are already uh, open, and then other people can also become. Uh, uh, docs later on or not, but we have enough people that KYC is covered. Yeah, and I think what uh, the also Leveler might also be getting at there, Misam, is uh, in terms of onboarding into the mobile app, right? What what are the compliance considerations on that side? And you know, it, 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 there very well uh, may be. You know, we're I'm, I'm not. I'm you know maybe Misam, if you want to speak to that portion yeah. but keep in mind for folks like you leveler right you're already a DeFi native right this 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 wouldn't affect your ability to access our existing DeFi infrastructure from a permissionless perspective yeah that's hopefully that answers the question yeah that's extremely important mr mr yeah on the DeFi world we would keep building into de more and more DeFi. it's just yeah it's, it's the same thing. Gax is just with a lot more energy. Uh, it, it'll continue to have that same existence. And I would imagine we'll keep building the the borrow, lend, uh, and, and all those things uh, will all be there. The app, however, is going to also uh, re, uh, have the ability where it can drive adoption, 
um, and, and on the KYC side of it, if that was related to the app setup, same as Cash App, we're basically kind of pretty much modeled off of them. Uh, um, so just be a similar exp onboard experience uh, for a customer. Um, uh, someone did ask at one point in time, oh, what about fraud and this and that? And, and I was like, well, you can't really run millions of dollars on the app. Uh, it's just going to be like, you know, you bought something for 50 bucks and your 50 bucks came back into it. And then you're just as an end user accruing that money up. And, you know, it's just sitting there. And if you're not moving it back to your bank, uh, then might as well jump into decentralized finance, maybe call it a DeFi savings account and purchase Noom to get into it. Uh, so we, we will creatively guide them into uh, basically turning that maybe bank into an environment which, which simplifies DeFi for them. So for, for you, uh, Leveler, and me and other people that we know how to do that on the on the other side of the and we're technical enough, that world will continue to exist and grow. But this will also give exposure to these other guys and, and they'll simplify it for them so that they can also not have to have their money in a bank account, which makes nothing a year, you know? Yeah, and I think if if the apps like it is now on some in some form or fashion, right? You you, you have the ability to connect your own bank account or your own cards. Yes. Know. So in yeah. that in that regard, I guess if you would consider that a form of KYC, it really isn't, right? But you would you would you know to use those particular functions, you would have to link your personal you know cards or bank account stuff in there. So that's just but that's just a feature of it. That's not the whole you know ecosystem. That's correct. So you will have the option that if you have a bank and you want to move your money back to your bank, you know, so or move money from your bank into the app, just like similar exact cash app setup that you can connect a bank account. Um, now, uh, uh, what we're hoping to be able to do is create an environment where someone can still use basic information, uh, basic, basic, basic KYC information with the app whenever someone's setting up uh, and um, be able to still have an app without a connected bank account. And then the app itself would technically become uh, uh, any money that's in there would technically become something that they could technically use as a bank because it has that debit card feature or peer-to-peer -peer feature where they can send money to any other app user, uh, exactly like Cash App, and they have an inbuilt uh, debit card system which they can buy um, any kind of online purchases or real-life purchases, however, just using the app itself. And then if someone were to do something genuinely wrong, like, you know, if you've got some client coming in and all they're doing is uh, every five minute, every, you know, five hours they're showing up at Walmart and all they're doing is uh, buying a chewing gum and um, spending a hundred dollars and then taking eighty ninety dollars of that and getting it into the um, uh, into the change uh, system again and again and again that can be a little bit of flag but that's going to be a lot of work for someone to just continue to go pay a hundred dollars again and again and again and continue running it through that the easier way would have been that they were connected to the bank which is a higher kyc uh, if they had a bank um, and uh, move money from their bank directly into their app because you can move money from the bank into that. But the point is that uh, it, it's it's not that e easy to kind of game the system on there. It, it, and if you even tried, it'd be a lot of work and it'd be easily identifiable that there's something fishy here. So, uh, th yeah, uh, those things would be in place so that we are um, um, we're in a position we're not doing anything wrong. Thank you. Thank you for that one, Misa. Let me see. So many, so many great comments and questions here. 
Whoever we're asking about pizza. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Like auto taxes. Yeah, okay. Uh, why can't you? Okay. Okay. That, let me see. Did I miss some? Oh, yeah, Bob. Uh, so, Bob. Uh, Hawaiian is my answer, Leveler. Just, just put it matter. <laughs> I took some flack for that before. I think we got that similar question before. But, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll, I'll die on this hill. You should you should get a lot of flack for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Do we have to merge the two tokens? You know, why not do a protocol merger? Keep Yaxis for uh, governance, voting, etc. And then use Numismi for rewards and votes. So I, I guess you know you, you guys have talked about that. So the thought process be, between merging the tokens. Yeah, you know, we're what we're really interested in is not just the access to uh, funding and liquidity on the Numismi side, right? Um, but we are really keen on a rebrand because, you know, potentially, and this is, you know, just the way we're thinking through things is one of the challenges that we have faced is, you know, actually kind of a double-edged sword of the fact that we are DeFi OGs, right? We've been around since pretty much the tail end of DeFi summer in 2020, right? And with that comes a lot of trust and a lot of experience built into the team, but also with that comes any of the negative sentiment that may have, you know, been, you know, thrown at us over the course of the past year or so. And, you know, all all these other things that, you know, may may be hampering our brand perception, right? So, you know, again, looking at kind of a catalyst event to re-energize the existing community, but also to be able to um, excite new users, um, that that is really going to be, uh, I think, best executed with kind of a fresh start. And that fresh start is that rebrand. Um, so as far as kind of keeping a side-by-side Yaxis for governance and and Noob for um, token, uh, you know, core tokenomics, I think that, you know, that is still on the table and that's why we want to have these discussions in the forum. Um, but it is our belief that um, a fresh start, a fresh brand is probably um, in, in, in Yaxis's best interest. Thank you, sir. And uh, let's see. Yeah, some more comments. I think we may have gotten all the questions out of the way. Uh, So I'll give it, yeah, I'll just give you guys one last chance here. Five seconds. If I missed anything, but I don't think I did. Now, this is going to go up onto the forums, and, and, and we really, truly invite you to... Uh, provide feedback there and uh, we'll, we'll gladly engage you there so yeah I think that's uh, I think that's it uh, so mr. I'll pass it off to you for any you know closing comments yeah uh, so like we've been saying right this is going to be taken to uh, forum proposal uh, the the next step after some a little bit of discussion will be um, the yip. But thank you, everybody, you know, for joining. You know, we are excited for this opportunity. But again, we are a DAO. So we're actually even more excited to really get back into that DAO mode, right? To get back into the conversations and the discussions. But really looking forward to seeing, 
you know, the community engage and, you know, see where they all stand on this. So you know, as far as where the team stands on this, I think that's pretty clear. We do really like this opportunity and we are going to be, you know, really, for lack of a better word, we, we will be, you know, advising that we take this route. But at the end of the day, it is your project, right? And we want to make sure that you have all the information, you see the vision, and that we answer your questions. So to that point, you know, this is not the end of the discussion. This is just the start of the discussion. Please, when we do post that forum uh, post up, um, please do engage, you know, whether it's, you know, critical, whether it's supportive, whether it's, you know, just questions that you need to help inform your decision. Um, we look forward to that. And, you know, hopefully this becomes the start of that new world, that fresh start that we're looking for, that come where we can come out of the gate strong, get that momentum and keep that momentum. So, yeah, all that to say, happy Friday, everyone. Thanks again for joining. And uh, we'll definitely see you on Discourse and we'll see you next time on Your Hurt. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone.